We're back to Neil Haley Show. My guest today is the CEO of the Housing Wealth Institute, Don Graves. Don, thanks for stopping by. And I'm really intrigued about what you do. And, uh, you know, we've talked off air about some of these things, but for our listeners, tell us your background, first of all, and why you got involved in this organization. Thank you, Neil. It was great to have you. Thank you for everything you're doing in this space. And um, I've been involved in helping retirees access their fourth bucket of resources in order that they can have a sustainable and enjoyable retirement. And that's called housing wealth. And so my background is for many years, I was president and CEO of a nonprofit called Habitat for Humanity. Before that, I served in ministry overseas, locally, and in uh, different kind of marginalized communities. So I have a very eclectic background, but it's all rooted in helping and serving people. So when did you figure out this? I mean, being part of Habitat Humanity, and I ended up doing something in New Jersey uh, with a security organization, and it was phenomenal uh, being able to do that, to build houses. It's such an amazing experience to know that you're doing that for somebody that's going to be moving into that house and to be part of that process of hammering and everything, even though I'm not handy. But what what got you into understanding about retirees and how they can, there's a new bucket of income that they can for retirement that they never thought about? Sure. My transition into the world of housing wealth, my sister called me when I was CEO of Habitat in uh, Philadelphia. And she said, little brother, um, there's a business opportunity I think you should look at. And long story short, and I said, why? And she said, because it's a way for you. I had three children, have three children. But at that time, they wanted to, um, we wanted to give them uh, private education. And she said, you're not going to be able to do that. So here's an opportunity to serve people, which you love doing, and and uh, create some some legacy by giving your kids a different type of education. So that moved me into the world of housing wealth for retirees. Now, a more common um, term that people know is called reverse mortgages, reverse mortgages. Now, Neil, sometimes I don't say that uh, right away. You ever mention reverse mortgages at the barbecue at family gathering? You know what happened. Three people went under the table, three people left the table, and your Aunt Janie made a shank out of a plastic knife and fork and came after you. You mentioned reverse mortgages in the wrong crowd, and it gets dangerous. <laughs> it does, because the reason it does is because it of the horror stories of people who don't want you to do the reverse mortgage. People have to understand there's a competition factor. Somebody else, especially in the uh, retirement industry, when it comes to investments, and if it's an and if it's an investment vehicle that works, your competitors are going to say bad things about it. Sure. And here, here are four words I give to your listeners or your viewers. When you hear reverse mortgages, I want you to think I-J-A-M. I-J-A-M. What's that? It's just a mortgage, folks. It's just a mortgage. It's a home equity loan, a home equity line of credit for retirees age 62 years or older that allows them to convert a portion of their home's value, turn it into tax-free dollars without giving up ownership of the home. You don't come off title. You're not required to make a monthly loan payment and you'll never owe more than the value of your home. It's just a mortgage. Now, it started in the United States 1961, became part of the federal government 1988, sponsored by the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development. So I remind people, it's not new. It's not dangerous. It's not spooky. What is it? It's just a mortgage. It's definitely just a mortgage. And what what are the people out there that say you shouldn't get a reverse mortgage? What are the what are the I guess the falsehoods, the uh, the, the the untruths that people are talking about reverse mortgages? 
Sure, there's certainly some common misconceptions. Let me tell you first what it is. That is, you've got a 70-year-old, and they have lived in their house 35, 40 years, and now that home is worth $500,000. And all the things that go along with retirement, there's uncertainty. What's the future going to be? Um, how much will my investments perform? How much income will I need? What will inflation be? What's volatility? What, what about health care, long-term care? There's lots of uncertainties. There's 18 major risks of retirement income. So now the average retiree has at least three buckets of wealth to manage the emergencies that come in retirement, the expenses that come, or just wanting to enjoy the three E's. So what are your buckets? You've got your income bucket, Social Security pension. Maybe you're still working employment. You've got your investment bucket, IRA, 401k, um, brokerage accounts, mutual funds. You've got your third bucket, your insurance bucket, fixed and variable annuities, whole and term life, disability insurance, maybe long-term care. Now, out of those three buckets, Neil, you've got to manage retirement that's going to be long and unpredictable. What we say is 87% of your listeners or viewers own a home. 87% have a fourth bucket that is your housing wealth bucket, but how do you use it? Well, we know how to use it when we were 25 or 30. We got a 30-year mortgage because we didn't have cash or we didn't want to use cash to pay for our house. We know how to use it when we were um, 30, 40, and 50. We got a home equity loan or line of credit, help the kids through school, pay for a vacation, do some home repair. But now that we're in or approaching retirement, what's an age-appropriate way to release the equity in your home to make it work for you? Well, one way is a different type of home equity line of credit called a reverse mortgage. So the 60, so this family, 70 years old, $500,000 home, they apply for a reverse mortgage and their line of credit is $200,000, about 40%, that ebbs and flows. So you've got now a line of credit, $200,000 in your fourth bucket. There are 52 strategies um, that work along, and I work primarily with financial advisors and their clients. Now, you've got a whole nother bucket to not be segregated or, or uh, separated, but to be incorporated with their income, investment, and insurance bucket. And that alone makes a significant difference for retirement. Now, your question was the misconceptions, the, the downsides, the evil stories you hear. Right. Sure, you absolutely. Um, you, you went over to your cousin Tracy's barbecue. And Uncle Jumba came out of her spare bedroom. Everybody said, Uncle Jumba, what are you doing in there? And he says, oh, I got a reverse mortgage and I lost my house. And everybody says, what? Mm, mm, mm. We knew it. And by the end of the day, they put it on Twitter and social media, Facebook. It's at the beauty salon Monday, barbershop Tuesday, uh, right. Bible study Wednesday, uh, Rotary Club. And by the end of the week, everybody in town knows someone who knew someone who knew someone had an uncle, got a reverse mortgage and lost their house. They say, Don? And that's the story we hear, isn't it, Neil? You, everybody yeah. knows someone that says reverse mortgage. Don't do it. That's evil. You'll lose your house. That's the deal with the bank. Loans you the money. And when you die, they take the house. Or you can lose your house. And I go back to my Uncle Junebug story. And they say, Don, what do you say about the Uncle Junebug story? I said, it's true. He got a reverse mortgage and he lost his house. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're taking old people's houses and money. <laughs> I said, well, Uncle Junebug didn't tell the whole story. See, there are four requirements when you get a reverse mortgage, Neil. At least one spouse has to live in the house. Two, take care of it. Three, keep homeowners insurance in force. And number four, pay your property taxes. See, what Uncle Junebug didn't tell the folks at the barbecue was he hadn't paid his taxes in four years. 
I don't know what happens in Pittsburgh, but I know what happens in pretty much every other municipality in the United States. If you don't pay your taxes, you're going to lose your home. The tax leaks are shelf sale. So nearly 100% of the stories we hear, I just simply say, did they pay their property taxes? And I said, well, he didn't tell you. He hadn't paid his taxes in four years. That's not a reverse mortgage issue. It's the municipality that took issue with them. He simply blamed the reverse mortgage versus telling a very unpopular story. So the reverse mortgage, you never give up ownership of your home. Uh, you never come off title. You never have to make monthly payments. and But you do have to pay your taxes. So some of the spookies that come along with that are based in those things. No, we don't own the home. No, we don't take the home. No, we don't sell the home. Folks, it's just a mortgage, right? Pay your taxes, take care of the place, and enjoy the freedom that you can have. See, my question, people say, um, I said, what happens if you had a piggy bank that you've had for 40 years? And that piggy bank's been filled up sitting in the corner. Right. And someone comes to your house, they say, Neil, you got a giant piggy bank. I mean, that thing's as big as a, a cow. What's in it? And you say, oh, money. And he said, do you know how much? And you're eating on paper plates and you're having heat in the house. You would open that piggy bank and at least find out what's in there. That's what housing wealth does. When we get beyond the spooky, it can be incorporated as part of a responsible retirement income plan. Anyway, okay. let me. Let me All right. So I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you questions because here's the other uh, thing. Well, I'm saving this house for my kids. Uh-huh. My mother said this when I said, hey, you need to get a reverse mortgage. She's looking at me like with a head cut off. I said, Alan Porter told me. So there you go. <laughs> so uh, and she said, no, those reverse mortgages, you lose your house. I said, mom, you'd rather get that the cash now than what if the house loses its value or what, what God forbid you have to fight for that house in certain places where there's a couple of kids that are fighting for it. Not me. And I'm the only child. So it would be my house. But I said, get a reverse mortgage. Why is it they always want to use this as a, a, a keeping their assets after retirement? It's not a good, always good idea to have assets after retirement, right? It's better for income, right, than assets. You know, when you think about that, and I, I, I'm in my 24th year of doing this. That's all that I do. In those 24 years, I've had about 16,000 consumer-facing conversations, and about 3,000 people went forward to become my clients. And all that tells us is that as good as a resource is for many, it's not always the right thing to do. But it also says, I've talked to a lot of people. <laughs> One of the things yeah. that's consistent that I hear is, um, what about my children? The lady yesterday says, I want to leave my home to my children. I said, you're going to leave your home to your children. This I don't take that. It's just a mortgage, Miss Jones. I don't take the home. You're going to leave your home to your children. But I said this to her. I said, um, let me give you... I, I'm going to give you five things that some people are concerned about. And I want you to rank them on scale of one to 10. I said, uh, on scale of one to 10, how much does the thought of running out of savings in retirement trouble you? One, it doesn't bother me at all. 10, it, I'm scared to death. She said, nine. I said, lifestyle, on scale of one to 10, um, how disappointed would you be if you had to adjust your standard of living to make your savings last? One, I wouldn't be bothered at all. 10, I'd be horrified. She said, eight. And then I went through liquidity, having money when you need it. I went through long-term care. And the last one was legacy, LG. I said, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how important is it for you to leave a financial legacy to your children, your heirs, whatever? 10, it's everything, Don. I'll sell my house, move the skid row, live in a tent, and eat spam. One, yeah, they'll be okay. She said, two. I said, so they'll be okay. 
So I said to her, Mrs. Flintstone, not a real name, of course. I said, so we have a, a, a nine, a seven, a five, a six, and a two. So I have all the things that could happen in retirement, all the five major concerns of retirement. The thing that least concerned you was leaving something um, to Pebbles and Bam Bam. The thing right. that most concerned you was making sure you've got enough financial oxygen should the plane lose cabin pressure and you've got to put your mask on. You want to make sure you have enough for you first. I can structure, there are 52 strategies. I can structure your housing wealth plan to make sure Pebbles and Bam Bam have sufficient. I can structure it to make sure that you have financial oxygen and they get what's left over, which should be significant. You tell me, what would you like for me to do? And so I'm not selling a product. I'm helping build a retirement income plan, incorporating your other resources. So sure, we want to leave it to the children. If that's what you want to do, great. We can structure it that way. That's an honorable desire. Um, and it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting you said about, you know, that the the whole retirement situation. And yeah, I, I thought a reverse mortgage, and you're educating me now, is all of the house. So let's say it's a $500,000 house. You have a $500,000 reverse mortgage. No, it's only the equity. So, but what if you didn't buy the house? Then you're in trouble. It's, it's not paid for the house. Then it really, and you do a reverse mortgage of the equity. And that means, no, it wouldn't be equity, right? It'd have to be bought, completely bought, right? They have already have had to pay it off. You've got a $500,000 home, Mr. And Mrs. Flintstone. They're 70 years of age. And they turn that into a home equity line of credit of $200,000. Now, they don't owe anything per se. It's just a line of credit. It's a credit card. So for the next 20, 30 years, my aunt Ethel died at 102. So at 70, you're still the baby. They can nibble off of that reverse mortgage line of credit, which is a growing line of credit. They nibble off it as they need it. Now, Neil, let's go for 20 years. The average house appreciates about 4% per year conservatively. 20 years later, that $500,000 home is worth more. It's now worth a million dollars. How much money did you use of your reverse mortgage line of credit, Mr. and Mrs. Flintstone? Don, we used $100,000 over time. Great. That accrued interest. So let's just make up a number. Now, the loan balance on your reverse mortgage is $300,000. Your home value is a million dollars. And at 90, you die. Your children sell the house for $1 million. They pay off whatever your reverse mortgage loan balance was, $300,000. And Neil, there's $700,000 left over to divide between Pebbles and Bam Bam. You see, Mama had her cake and ate it too. Pebbles and Bam Bam get what's left over. And then Mama um, was able to enjoy. What if Mama went down to the casino, spent it all? All right. Then the house is still worth a million dollars. Now mama owes $500,000. Interest accrued. She spent all the money. Pebbles right. and Bam Bam get $500,000 or four hundred. dollars And I said, but the goal is, did mama live and enjoy her retirement? And you and I, Neil, when, when mom, uh, my mama's still alive, um, we'll get what's left over, right? And most children are very happy about that. Less than 2% of children actually move into mom and daddy's house. So I say, they don't want your house. They want the money, right? And we structured right. And they're going to get what's left over in the house, plus they're the beneficiary of some other accounts. And this is a retirement income plan, Mr. and Mrs. Flintstone. I'm not selling your product. I'm working with your financial advisors, typically 
or I'm trained to do retirement income myself, I teach that at the American College, we'll work a plan together that incorporates reverse mortgages or housing wealth that makes everything last longer. So we're not going to separate it by boat. We could, but that's not what I typically do. Anyway, Neil, let me just, I'm Kentucky in me. My family's from Kentucky. That's okay. No, it's great. It's great information. Best place people can find information on you. Where can they go, Don? Um, sure, they can. They can always go to um, www.housingwealth.net. www.housingwealth.net. Now, for some people who just want the information, I said, listen, I teach a course. You can go to housingwealthmasterclass.com. Um, housingwealthmasterclass.com. You can watch and get all the information about reverse mortgages um, at your own leisure. It's a master class. It's me teaching all the concepts. You've got a piece today, but either of those, you can find me. So housingwealth.net or email me, askdongraves at gmail.com, askdongraves at gmail.com. That'll get to our team as well. All right. That, that, was a special, that was a special interview with Don Graves on the Neil Haley Show, guys. Take care.